Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests, as always, on the Goodyear Hotline as Major League Baseball Legends Week continues with Ozzie Smith. One of the all-time greats will be live today. The list is about game shows. The final four could be dripping in chalk, and a whole bunch of records are about to get broken. The crew is here. It's time to go. Here we go! Only one place to start. All right, only one place to start today, and that is with a very big day for my draft prep. All right, as I get set to have the great honor of hosting ESPN's coverage of rounds one, two, and three of the NFL draft, which are four weeks from Thursday and Friday, we're going to get to see the next step in the progression of this thing with two of the quarterbacks having their pro days today. And you wonder how much of these pro days matter. The answer is very little, but there's an explanation. And that is to say that generally speaking, these things don't matter a lot. We all know what Mac Jones physically can do, what he looks like, what he does, all that stuff. And the same with Justin Fields. And those are the two who are going to be on the fields today. But this is a different year. This is a year in which there is no combine. This is a year in which there aren't the same level of visits, the same level of connection. This is a year in which the teams can't get to know the players the same way they normally would, taking guys out for dinner the night before this or that. That's usually a big part of this process. And this year, it's none of this process. None of that because of COVID is available. So to whatever degree they get to spend time with these guys, look them in the eye. I was reading stories about the Jets spending time with Zach Wilson's father because they just wanted to get a better sense of who these people are. You're making decisions that are not only going to influence the organization for years going forward, but that basically you're betting your career on if you're these coaches and general managers for the most part, and you're making them comparatively blind. So whatever it is they can glean out of, out of being around Mac Jones today and being around Justin Fields, I think those are what makes this thing significant. But let me give you some straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, and it is quite simply this. I absolutely believe San Francisco might take Mac Jones and that if they do, it will not be a shock and it will not be a mistake. That, the, the conventional wisdom that I'm starting to hear, and candidly, I heard a ton of it on television this morning on Get Up, is they can't be trading all the way up there to get Mac Jones. He's not spectacular enough. He can't run the 4-3-40. And he can't, all these things he can't do. I can tell you what he can do. Everyone tells us, let's do a little math. Everyone tells me that he equals Matt Ryan. Well, Matt Ryan plus Kyle Shanahan equals league MVP on a trip to the Super Bowl. If they do that then Mac Jones will come a lot closer to justifying being picked where he is than at least half the quarterbacks who've gone in the first round in the history of the NFL, probably more. However it is we quote-unquote justify the pick, whether they lived up to the selection or not. Going to the Hall of Fame and winning the Super Bowl, those things are not guaranteed when you take a quarterback in the first round. You're trying to win. The objective is to win. And so it's not about whether this guy has a higher ceiling or whatever the case may be. Look, I'm not here to tell you that Mac Jones is better than these other guys. But I'm here to tell you that on that night, when Goodell gets up there and he says with the third pick in the 2021 NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers select Mac Jones, and you hear people shrieking all over the place in in stunned shock, and wherever he's sitting, Marcus Spears falls out of his chair I'm going to turn to the guys I'm sitting next to, and I'm going to say, I kind of like it. What do you think? It makes sense to me in a variety of different ways. And here's the other piece of this. If you think there's no way they're taking him because of the conventional wisdom, there is no conventional wisdom. Here's what I've learned. 
Let me teach you. Not teach is that sounds very condescending. I've never in my life dived into the draft stuff the way I have reason to this year. And neither have you because there's no reason to. You're not hosting the draft and neither have I. But this year I am. So now I'm knee deep in this stuff. And I'm here to tell you there is no consensus. There is none. We got McShay. We got Matt Miller. We got Mike Tannenbaum. Okay. Those three guys are three people I'm leaning on. I've been talking to McShay. I've been talking about our new draft analyst, Matt Miller. And I've been talking to Tannenbaum, who was a GM in two different places. And I'm here to tell you their opinions on so many different players, not just the quarterbacks, are all over the place. They have completely different opinions. I'm going to say a few names that you probably don't know. Mike Tannenbaum loves Amari Rodgers, loves him, thinks he's going to be an excellent NFL player. Todd McShay has him way down the board, way down the board. Uh, Todd McShay loves a guy named Tutu Atwell, who like weighs 165 pounds. He's a speedy wide receiver out of Louisville. Mike Tannenbaum has him the 15th rated wide receiver in this draft. McShay thinks he's going in the first round. So what I'm here to tell you is everyone's opinions are different. There's no consensus. So the idea is just flat out. The idea that Mac Jones isn't good enough to be drafted where he's going to be taken is just flat not true. So don't let anybody tell you that. I'm not saying it's the right decision. I'm just saying it isn't definitively wrong. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Meanwhile, two situations that I got from Graziano this morning that I think are worthy of mentioning. Two different quarterbacks who are going to get traded, but they're not going to be traded soon, are Jimmy Garoppolo and Sam Darnold. Let me give you two in these orders. Let me give you Darnold first. This is the thumbnail I got on Darnold. Teams right now view him as a backup slash reclamation project, not as a starter in 2021. Thus, it might make more sense for the Jets to hold on to him through the draft and see if someone needs a guy in camp or in October. That at this point, to trade Sam Darnold, who I think has some potential to trade him for the conditional fourth-round pick the Jets are likely to get for him right now, might not make sense. It might make sense to hold on to him through the draft, maybe trade him day two, depending on what happens, or trade him down the line, training camp injury, preseason injury, all that kind of stuff. Hang on to Sam Darnold for the time being. Maybe even let... Well, now you can't let him compete for the job. The point is, Sam Darnold may not be traded. I think we all assume Sam Darnold is getting traded before the draft. The note I'm giving you here is, it's not impossible that he isn't. The other one is Garoppolo. When your team, when you're the starting quarterback in, on a team, and that team trades up to the three spot and to draft a quarterback, you know you're done. But Garoppolo's time in San Francisco may not be as close to over as you think. The note is that until the 49ers are convinced that whoever they draft is ready to help them win now, they won't trade Jimmy G. Now, if they're convinced of that on draft night, a.k.a. Mac Jones, maybe they trade Jimmy G on the second night of the draft, or maybe they trade him to Belichick some other time. Who knows what may happen? But don't discount the possibility that what they're looking at is drafting Trey Lance, the kid from North Dakota State, who everyone says may have the highest ceiling in all of this, but is going to need the most time to get ready. And the way you do that is you keep Garoppolo and you go the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes model, where you have the young player in Lance sit for a year behind Garoppolo, who has proven that when he's healthy, he wins. He's just never healthy. He's missed 23 out of 48 games. It's 45% of the games. 
But when healthy, they win. When he plays, they win. As unspectacular as he is, he plays, they win. So maybe they hold on to him, maybe even for the full year or longer, if it's someone like Trey Lance they decide they want to take. All these options are on the table. And that's why the intrigue at the top of this year's draft is going to be ridiculous. I am Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Coming up, someone you've never heard of, but with a name that you know, is absolutely lighting it up. And you will hear who and how right after this. We're just getting rolling. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Baseball Legends Week continues. The great Ozzie Smith coming up later on the Goodyear Hotline. In just a moment, you'll hear... Someone you've never heard of with a name you absolutely know who is lighting it up. That is 30 seconds away after this word from 303. Have you ever seen a vehicle at a stoplight or parking lot that just seems to be standing out because of its deep mirror-like paint? You're probably thinking you don't have the time or the money to spend to do that to your own vehicle, but think again. New 303 Graphene and No Spray Coating is a revolutionary product that provides that same level of protection and shine you get from professional detail, but can be done yourself in your own garage. Simply spray it on, let it haze, and then buff off. You have a year of paint protection in addition to jaw-dropping depth and gloss. You can also use it on your car's glass, wheels, and trim, too. It's available at Advanced Auto Parts and Pep Boys locations nationwide, or you can learn more by visiting 303radio.com. The Scoop. All right, here's the scoop. Here is someone who is just tearing it up right now, who you've never heard of, but you know the name. His name is Jack Leiter. He is a pitcher at Vanderbilt. You know the name because he's Al Leiter's son. And this kid is unbelievable. Jack Leiter threw a no-hitter, then 
followed it up with seven more hitless innings. And so the sophomore right-hander has now thrown 36 innings this year, struck out 59 batters, and allowed one earned run. His ERA is .25. And with a picture of him up on the screen, he looks more like Al Leiter's twin than he does like (laughs) his son. It is incredible how much he looks like Al. He is going to be either the first or second pick in the draft. And that is significant for a variety of reasons. It is significant because I'm sure Al is very proud. It is significant because the kid is spectacular and uh, we hope to see him someday pitching in the majors. But it is also significant because it gives me a chance to tell one of the funniest stories in the history of my career. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. Uh, For this story, let me bring in the members of the Hashtag crew who are assembled around me. First of all, Hembo is here. Hello, Hashtag Hembo. Hello, Greeny. And Hashtag Bubba is on the board as usual. Bubba, I believe you were on the board the day this took place. Were you not? I was around. Yes, Yes. you were around. So this is a legendary story, and it goes back quite a few years. I'm hosting uh, the old show, Mike and Mike, but that day Mike wasn't there, and Booger McFarland was in with me. And we have Al Leiter on. I don't remember what the reason is, but he's coming on to talk about baseball for one reason or another. And I do a whole lengthy description before he comes on of how close we are. Because Al used to do baseball tonight here at ESPN, and I remember doing a bunch of shows with him. And I just go on and on about how much I enjoyed working with Al and how nice it's going to be to have him on. I'm basically, I'm not embellishing. In my mind, I think I'm appropriately describing the relationship that I have with Al Leiter. And then to my horror, when I bring him on, he just keeps calling me Goldie. Oh, that's good, Goldie. He just doesn't stop calling me Goldie instead of Greenie. Oh, that's good, Goldie. (laughs) And it is in my nature, I'm so incredibly non-confrontational that I never correct him. So he's on. He must have done 10 minutes with us. I ask him a a half a dozen questions. He gives great answers. And he just keeps calling me Goldie. Oh, that's good, Goldie. And I never correct it. And so when he, I thank him. He says goodbye. Thanks, Goldie. I'll see you later. He said it 10 times. He said it over and over and over again. And when he's gone, Booger immediately... (laughs) And this is when I first fell in love with Booger. This is how Booger became Booger. Booger just immediately turns to him and he goes, all right, let's address the elephant in the room. <laughs> That's verbatim what he said. And, and I realized that this, this should give you an indication of me. Bubba, you've been around me a long time. Hembo, you've been around me a long time. This is how I am. I would rather go to the DMV and legally change my name from Greenberg to Goldberg, then correct him on the air. It would be so excruciatingly awkward if I had to say, actually, Al, I know I just did this whole long preamble about how closely we work together and, you know, the the relationship we have, but my name is not... Goldie, it's Greeny. Oh, that's good, Goldie. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So the PS of it is they then call him back and he comes on and he's apologetic and it's funny. And I wasn't the least bit upset about it. It was just hilariously funny. And it turns out to be a legendary day. But I can tell you that for a long time, it has now faded, but it lasted a long time. People walk up to me and yell, hey, how you doing, Goldie? What's going on there, Goldie? The Goldie thing kind of stuck. A little bit. And 
Goldie is a pretty common nickname. Like, there's a lot of Goldbergs out there, just like there are Greenbergs. I think there are a lot more Gold... Most people I know named Goldberg, and maybe even Goldman. Also, there are a lot of people out there with those names that go by Goldie. There's a lot of Goldies out there. And I, mean, I don't mean Hawn, but I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, that. that's the shortened nickname. I don't mean, like, you know, Goldie Hawn. So, so, so that is my legendary story about Al Leiter. And so now I'm excited. So I, I, what I think would be a very funny bit is if we could get his son on and congratulate him on all the success he's having and have him call me Goldie. Oh, I love that. That would be, like, really the sort of whole the circle of life Coming all the way around. So, Bubba, what do you think of that idea? Should we do that? Yeah, we'll give that a go. Well, I mean, we give <laughs> we'll give it a go. Anyway, I just thought you would enjoy that story. And for those of you who did not remember the legendary Goldie episode of whatever the year that was, 2014 or something like that, I thought you would get a kick out of that story. Greeny with you, brought to you by 303 Products, Premium Protectants and Cleaners. Keep your car looking like new longer. Meanwhile, I, I think it's actually worth doing a little bit of this. Green light with Greeny. Quickly, while we're on the subject of baseball, every day or thereabouts, I will give Hembo the green light. Once again, I'm unleashing him upon you uh, because Hembo knows more about and loves baseball more than you know about or love anything. You don't know about as anything as much as Hembo knows about baseball, and you don't love anything as much as Hembo loves baseball. So every day or thereabouts, I will give Hembo the green light to give us the one thing people out there who care about baseball need to know. Hembo, what is today's green light topic? It is that for the next two days, Greeny, that's today and tomorrow, those two days will shape the future of the New York Mets for the next 10 years at least. And here's why. Tomorrow, March 31st, is Francisco Lindor's self-imposed deadline for a contract extension. And at the moment, the two sides are reportedly two years and $60 million apart. So what you're saying is if they, if they get the deal done, it's going to be, is this going to be like a Fernando Tatis-esque kind of contract? Yes. So right now the reporting is that the Mets have offered 10 for 325. His camp has uh, rebuffed for 12 and 385. Those are, uh, that's a, a mega contract, exactly as you're describing. But if it does not get done by tomorrow, we're talking about this playing out throughout the course of the entire season. It will be a major topic of conversation. So I always want to make sure that everyone understands what we're talking about here. So, a human being said to another human being, mm. I will pay you 10 years and $325 million to play <laughs> this game. And that second human being said, nah. That's not enough. That's not enough. That, that, it just, it's just an incredible, when you think about that for a moment, it is just an incredible, the idea of turning down 300. <laughs> all you have to do is hand, hand a person a pen and say, sign this piece of paper, and we will give you 325 guaranteed million dollars. It never goes away. I mean, the Mets are the team that is still play, paying Bobby Bonilla. That This money never <laughs> goes away. This is not like these nonsense, phony baloney guaranteed contracts you see in the NFL because they're stretching it out. It's none of that. This is 320. You now have $325 million, and it's not enough. But that is what it is. That's where the finances of the sport are. God bless them. Here's the question to mm. you, Hembo. We talk about Tatis Jr. all the time. He's the best young player in baseball. How far away is Lindor? Lindor is close. He's a top 10 player in baseball at the moment. He's a little older than Tatis. Not quite the player Tatis is, but he is absolutely worth a $300 million contract. The kind of player who someday might wind up going into the Hall of Fame wearing a Mets cap. Like he's that kind of good. But if they don't get this done by tomorrow, 
he's going to have the opportunity to sign with whomever he wants a year from now, and that number could be closer to $400 million. It could be closer to $400 million. And so we'll see. Look, the Mets have this new ownership. They have the Steve Cohen, who's, who is he's the richest owner in baseball. Um, and we'll see if he opens up the pocketbook here. Again, if you're at $325 million, what exactly is it that keeps you from going to $385 million? My guess is that they're going to come to a compromise, and it'll be 11 for 350 and We'll call it a day. And there you go. And, and you will say, if we come in here the next day and I give you the green light to do some baseball the mm. day after this contract is agreed upon and Francisco Lindor has, would that make him the richest player in the sport? No. <laughs> it was, That's it was still behind about, Harper? It, it's still behind Trout. It's behind Betts. There, there are some, baseball has, there's nothing better in, in sports than to be a star position player in baseball. It would not make him the highest paid player in baseball. Okay, so let me rephrase that. It will make him Among on them. that highest possible echelon of Correct. paid players in baseball. And so if he is made that, and I say to you, what is your assessment of this deal? You will say. Good for the team and good for the player. This is the kind of player you can give a mega contract to because he's a player who's likely to be still really good into his mid-30s. All right. Give me, you have a number on him handy? I, I, didn't, I didn't tell you in advance to do this, but mm-hmm. I got a fascinating stats to do here. You want to give me a fascinating stat on I, him? I do because I think he is legitimately a player on a Hall of Fame track. He's played six seasons, and through six seasons, he scored more runs than Ernie Banks did through this time. He's hit more home runs than Cal Ripken Jr. did through this time. And he's generated more value in terms of his war than Derek Jeter did through this time. This is the kind of player who has all five tools and the kind of player who's going to age really, really well. All right, that's Fascinating Stats. Brought to you by Hembo and brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. All right, let's have a little fun. The list is what determines who matters in this business. All right, every day the Green List, the top five, as chosen by me and only me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. And today, I literally mean all matters. Because nine out of ten days, even more than that, 19 out of 20 days, the Green List is directly sports-related. But every now and again, we want to throw you a little change-up. So do you know what today is? Today is the anniversary of the debut of the legendary game show, Jeopardy. This is Jeopardy. March 30th, 1964. 37 seasons and uh, 37 seasons and counting for Jeopardy. And March 30th, 1964. The original host was Art Fleming. And then for our generation and many before, the legendary host has been Alex Trebek, whom, as you know, we lost uh, in the last few months. But Jeopardy, I think, is it's one of the most popular and beloved shows of any genre on television. And so today, my green list is the top five game shows on television, game shows on TV, either now or ever, because there's a there's a historic twist to all of these and at a very definite Special consideration. So it's not going to make the top five, but there's no question that just outside the top five was the legendary duel on ABC. What is the Statue of Liberty holding in her left hand? What color are President George W. Bush's the vintage date on a wine bottle is determined by what year? Thank you. God, I hope I'm right. I had no clue. Oh my God. Then you're ready. I was born ready to duel. Yes, that was me. I hosted two seasons of a game show called Duel on ABC. And at the, well, at, at, at the infamous Mike and Mike Gross, Jeff Ross famously said, 
Greeny's game show was called Duel because the only two people in America who watched it shot each other. <laughs> that, 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 but we got two seasons. It ran two seasons, and so it, is, it, it, it qualifies as others receiving votes on the list of the top five game shows of all time. Number five. But number five is this. Who wants to be a millionaire? I loved Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And when Regis first started doing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in August of 99, you sort of forget that it became uh, epic. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was suddenly literally on television every single night. And Regis was so good. He was so good in that role. And it continues, right? Meredith Vieira is hosting that, or at least did continue hosting it. I'm not 100% sure uh, whether or not it is still on at this point. But I love the, con- the conceit of that show. I like a game show that you try and guess along with. There's two different ways that game shows can be put together that makes them awesome. One of them is if it's funny. Like, I, I grew up loving game shows and the funny game show, which will, will definitely become featured here. But the other is when, they're, when you're actually trying to play along with the game. And Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was a lot of fun for that. So I loved Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That is number five on today's list of the greatest game shows of all time in honor of the, uh, the birth today. Of Jeopardy. Number four. At number four is... The Price is Right. And here's what I love about The Price is Right, okay? I never know what the heck these damn things cost. Show has been on 49 years. Bob Barker legendarily hosted forever. Drew Carey is now the host of The Price is Right. It gives you all the legendary effects. It is the ultimate cheesy 70s presentation. Everything about it still feels pretty much the same. Nothing could feel more dripping with delightful cheese in the best possible way than The Price is Right. But here's my favorite thing about The Price is Right. When they all go up there and you got to guess how much something costs and whoever gets the closest to it without going over gets to go up on the stage and compete for whatever – and I guess seven hundred and fifty dollars. And that one guy always goes, "I'll go seven fifty one." I always thought if that happened to me while I'm on that show, I would punch that guy in the face. If you go seven fifty one, right? Is that the ultimate jerk move? Mm. But it happens all the time. And candidly, if there's no rule against it, what's to stop you? Would you do that? If we were on right now, if you and I are playing Prices Right, Hembo, mm. and, and I guess six hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. What would you say? I would say 651, and then Bubba would then say 649. That's what would happen. No, 649. He's guaranteed to lose. Now you'd be the closest one without going over. He'd have to go 652. 652. So that's the way this game becomes fun. (laughs) See, Bubba, I know. Bubba, you may not know, actually was a four-time contestant and one-time winner of the Showcase Showdown on The Price is Right. So Bubba, who has had a great deal of life experience, knows a lot more about this than you may think. All right, that's number four. Number three. Number three. The Family Feud. Now, Family Feud is a great one. A great one. I grew up watching it with Richard Dawson. And a great number of people have hosted it over the many years since it first debuted in 1976. The current host is Steve Harvey, and you see hilarious moments from him on the Internet all the time. There's a million funny things about Family Feud. It lends itself to hilarious answers, right and wrong. My favorite one from my, I remember this from roughly I'm in high school. Richard Dawson is still the host. And he goes up there and he asks a person, name a country in South America. And the guy immediately buzzes in. And what is your answer? And the guy, he says, Spain. All right, Spain, not exactly Magellan, but he doesn't know that. Goes over to the next person, a woman, and says to her, 
Name a country in South America. And she says, and I quote, I really thought that one was right, Richard. I'm going to have to say Spain, too. (laughs) And that was, I thought, thought, okay, I've now seen it. (laughs) That's the funniest thing in the history of television. This woman was so convinced that Spain was a country in South America that she said it, too. So I loved that show. So that was number three. Number two. Number two. This is Match Game. Okay, Match Game debuted in 1962. They have rebooted it with Alec Baldwin. I haven't seen it. I like Alec. I don't know anything about how they're doing it. But the original Match Game with Gene Rayburn as the host was so ridiculously funny. The people who were on that show, I guarantee you, everyone who watched it, if you're my age, you are nodding. Wherever you are, you are nodding. And if you're himbo, you have no idea what I'm talking about. I get it. But Match Game in its day, that's when Gene Rayburn would say, that was the show that he would say, a fat fanny is really fat. How fat is she? She's so fat, instead of a chair, she sits on a blank. And then everyone fills in what they think the blank is. You have to have seen it to appreciate how brilliantly funny it was with a long microphone. I absolutely loved it. So that's number two on today's list. Number one. But number one. Got to give it up. Got to give it up. This is Jeopardy. It's just, it's just, it has stood the test of time better than maybe any television show ever. What TV show? still feels just as good today as it did when it started, and it started on this day in 1964. Do you or do you not love? Let me go around the hashtag crew. Let me start with Devin. Devin, who has lost his hashtag. It's Vin. That's true. Actually, he's lost the letters D and E. So he is now just Vin. Vin, when you, if you are going through the channels and you come across Jeopardy, do you or do you not stop every single time and play along with it at least until the next commercial? What is yes? Okay, fair enough. So he just got a letter back. He just became Evan, or I guess even, depending on how you want it. <laughs> Bubba, do you? Do you sit there and play along with it? Yeah, I've been known to play along. What's your favorite? What is your favorite subject? What What is a subject that you feel if it went up there, you would win? You would 100% run the table. Uh, potent potable. <laughs> I don't even, they put that up there all the time. Potent Potables is always up there, and I don't know what the hell it even is supposed to mean after all these years of watching that show. Nuno, do you watch Jeopardy? No. You don't, you never do. You've never watched it. You don't watch it I at don't, all. I don't, it's never been my thing. I don't watch it. Uh, apologies if okay, I upset well. anyone. I'm sorry, but we are now going to have to remove your hashtag for that. If you don't watch Jeopardy, then there's something wrong with you. Hembo, I know you watch Every Jeopardy. Night. And you Every play along with night. it. It's the best. It is the best game. And so happy anniversary to Jeopardy. Happy anniversary to everybody over there. We all miss Alex Trebek. And that is today's green list of the greatest game shows of all time with special consideration to Duel only because I hosted it. Uh, number five, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Four, The Price is Right. Three, Family Feud. Two, Match Game. And number one is Jeopardy. All right. To the phones we go next. Um, I want to ask you how we're feeling because there's been a lot of wheeling and dealing. We got trades, we got moves, we got all kinds of stuff happening, particularly in the NFL, but that's not the only place that's busy. So the question is how we feeling, and the answer is you tell me on the phones at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Your calls with how you're feeling about sports today right after this word from HelloFresh. Hit refresh on your dinner routine with HelloFresh. Right now you can take advantage of a new limited-time offer and see why HelloFresh 
is America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh delivers simple recipes and high-quality ingredients picked at the peak of ripeness. They offer more than 25 recipes every week, all designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12 and use the code Greeny12 for 12 free meals, including free shipping for a limited time only. That's HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12 and use Greeny12 as the code for 12 free meals. Your calls are next on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny and the whole hashtag crew with you here on ESPN Radio. Speaking of legendary shortstops, baseball legend week continues with Ozzie Smith live in 45 minutes. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. All right, coming to the phones. The game is simply called How We Feeling. If you're a sports fan that just feel like every now and again a time when you need to have your temperature taken, and I'm here to do it. I've got the thermometer, and you're going to say, ah, how we doing? Bubba, let me hear. Who's first up on the phone lines today? First up is Nestor. All right, Nestor, how are we feeling? You know, Greeny, I'm kind of I'm a Colts fan, and I'm kind of you know worried that they haven't been more active. Where We don't have a left tackle. We don't have an edge rusher. And quite frankly, I'm worried about the quarterback play for next year. Okay, so there's a lot of ground there to cover. Let's start with the quarterback play. I fully understand why you would be concerned about that. Here's what I'll tell you. I think you've got an excellent chance for that to go very, very, very well. Um, Carson Wentz, if if he, he is as set up to succeed as he could possibly be, To whatever degree his being motivated matters, I think you've got that going for you as well. So I think that as safe a bet as you could turn Carson Wentz into with this coaching staff and this talent around him and what they're going to need and what they're not going to need from him, I think there's reason to believe he's going to play well. Hembo, I can't find it. Real quick, where do the Colts pick in the first round here? Can you get me the – I'm I'm real quickly trying to pull up the draft order. I know a lot of it in my head, but I don't have that one in my head. Because I can tell you, if you're looking for a left tackle – there are a bunch of them in this draft. A bunch. The Colts, gonna... the Colts pick 21. 21. So, I mean, I'm just going to throw a bunch of names at you. Some of them you may know. Some of them you may not know. Christian Darasoff from Virginia Tech might be available at 21. Liam Eikenberg from Notre Dame, likely to be available at 21. 
Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State might be someone you could get in the second round. And there are others uh, that, that, that people really like in this draft. Samuel Cosme from Texas. Again, these are names that in a normal year I would not know, but I'm here to tell you I know them intimately now. Alex Leatherwood from, from Alabama won the Outland Trophy. So what I'm here to tell you is there will be options on the offensive line for the Colts if they want them that deep into the draft and well deeper than that. I, I hear your fear, but I think the Colts are going to be really good. I think they're going to win that division, and I think they're going to be a legit contender in the AFC. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Michael. Michael, how we feeling, Michael? Oh, I'm so worried about my Giants. If Daniel Jones has an average year, we're going to be stuck, just stuck, if we have to pick up his fifth option. And the next concern is you picking them to win in the NFC East. Don't do it, Mike, please. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You're all good. Graziano picked them to win the NFC East. I have Washington. I think Washington is great. But here's what I do think, and I appreciate your vote of no confidence in me. It is extremely appropriate. Um, here's what I will tell you. All the heat is on the quarterback because for two reasons. One, I think the Giants have put together a team that if the quarterback is just slightly above average, he doesn't have to be great. He just has to be slightly above average. I think they make a playoff run. I really do. And if the, the other reason there's pressure on him, you read the John Mara quotes from um, Ian O'Connor's piece yesterday or whatever it is. If I'm the owner, I look at it this way. We drafted an offensive tackle in the top five last year. We, we, we drafted a running back in the top five a couple of years ago. We just signed the most expensive wide receiver in the entire free agent class. If you can't get it done now, it's your fault. So I think the heat is all on Jones, and I think it's going to be a question of how well he plays. I like what I've seen from the coach there. So I think if Daniel Jones plays well, I think the Giants make a playoff run. But I think Washington is the team to beat in that division either way. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Next up is Reagan. All right, Reagan. How are we feeling, Reagan? Hey, I'm feeling pretty good today because my two franchises that I'm a fan of both have bright, bright futures in the Jets and the Houston Rockets, both with a ton of draft capital and a ton of good young stars. Well, the Rockets are an interesting one. I was just reading quotes from their general manager about how he would do the James Harden trade all over again. They had a 20-game losing streak, whatever it is. They had to start all over again. Let's see what they become. The Jets are obviously one I know a whole lot better than that. And look, at the end of the day, I hate to keep saying this, but at the end of the day, it's going to be about how good Zach Wilson is. They're going to take him, number two. Whether I think they should, you think they should, or anybody else thinks they should, that's clearly what's going to happen here. And either... He's going to be the dynamic, young, you know, un- Patrick Mahomes-esque, throwing from different arm angles, throwing on the run, backpedaling, swashbuckling, you know, superstar who's incredibly happy to be in this offense that LaFleur is going to run that every all these quarterbacks seem to love. Or he's just going to be another and a never-ending run of quarterbacks that we draft thinking that this is going to be the guy and it never works out. For any number of a million different reasons. Chad was terrific, and then he got hurt, and he was never the same again. And then Sanchez led us to two you know, AFC championship games, and then it just kind of petered out from there and went in the wrong direction. And then Sam Darnold looked like he had all the talent in the world, and he got destroyed by the dysfunction of the franchise and the absolute incompetence of the coaching. And so now we'll see what happens with Zach Wilson. It's going to come down to that. Because at the end of the day, there are two different teams in the NFL. They're the ones who have a quarterback and the ones who wish they did. I'm sick of wishing I did. So let's hope that we get one here. Bob, I got time for one more quickly. Go. Let's go to Drew. All right, Drew, real quick. How are we feeling? Oh, feeling good. Um, yeah, could uh, 
could the Jaguars and Urban Meyer make Justin Fields the next Kyler Murray and take him at number one since he's familiar with him? Could they? Yeah, but are they going to? No. Uh, the question is, are, could they take Justin Fields and put him in an offense with Urban Meyer that he obviously uh, – well, actually, he didn't really play for Urban Meyer at Ohio State. He tra- transferred to Ohio State when Urban was still the coach, but he never played for Urban Meyer. But whatever, it's the offense. Um, the question, could they? Sure. Will they? Absolutely not. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is the first pick in this draft, and there's nothing to discuss. No matter who was ha- who, no matter who had the pick, whatever team finished there, Trevor Lawrence is a prospect that – People are raving about and drooling over, and no one has the guts to pass on him. And Urban is going to take him. So Lawrence is going to be the first pick in this draft, and that's going to be that. Coming up, they say records are made to be broken. I can give you three that are going to fall this year. Next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.